Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Who Am I? This week's guest, you have heard her voice this whole time. I'm going to go ahead and give you hints. She works on the ESPN crew at Arkansas State University. Her major is creative media production with an emphasis in sports media, and she graduated high school a year early. So with that being said, who is she? All right, guys, let's get into it. I'm so excited. So this time, the guest is the one, the only, me, Lee McFadden. I know that's crazy, but before I continue to do other episodes on this podcast, I just wanted to share my story and share who I am, just because I know in our society we get caught up in you know, figuring out who other people are. And I know I did whenever I was asking Corey questions and I've already asked a couple other people questions. It's just, why haven't I answered them myself? And so for this podcast, I'm going to be sharing my story. It's very vulnerable to me. It's very personal. So buckle up your seatbelts and get ready because it is going to be a rockin' roller coaster. (laughs) So just to begin, I am Lee McFadden. I am from Wynn, Arkansas. I have three older brothers, a baby boy nephew. I love my parents and my family more than anything in the world. I attend, of course, Arkansas State University. I'm a Chi Omega. I serve as one of the sisterhood directors at Chi Omega. I am on the crew for the ESPN games at Arkansas State University, and I'm also part of the Diamond Dolls organization. So, let's just take it all the way back to my childhood. Whenever I was born, I, of course, you know, had mom and dad, whatever. Um, My parent, my biological parents weren't just fit to raise a child, and it was just very hard. It was just a very hard time, and it was just rough. So the Department of Human Services took me in and then I was put in foster care. That I wasn't in foster care that long. Um, I really don't remember anything. At this point I was six years old, so I don't really remember anything at all. I remember my first foster care house. I was going to church and I went to church with my foster family and we went to sun- I went to Sunday school. And the lady that was the Sunday school teacher, she was just very sweet, very personal, and she just kept talking to me. And um, we went to big church and, you know, like big church, like (laughs) for the actual sermon and everything. And we went in there and the Sunday school teacher, like she took me to her husband and she like just talked to him and she just kept saying, this is the one, this is our daughter. And I was just very confused, you know, I didn't know what was happening, and um, so I sat on her husband's lap, and long story short, they ended up adopting me, and that's my family now. It makes me emotional thinking about it. I'm an emotional wreck half the time, but my mom told me that story, my adopted mom. I really don't see a difference anymore. I don't consider her my adopted mom. She's my family. She's the one who raised me. She just didn't give birth to me, but she is my blood. It doesn't matter if she really is or not. But just that day, like, she told me that she knew that I was her daughter, and she made me feel wanted. 
and at that point in my life, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what love meant, and I really didn't know who God was. And so growing up was tough because I had a lot of things that I had to work with mentally because being basically an abandoned child, which I my story is not as bad as other people's. It's not as hard as other people's. It is honestly a walk in the park compared to some of the stories I've heard. But I struggled with trusting people. I struggled with abandonment. I struggled with oh, just anything you could think of. And so of course, like I rebelled whenever I was younger and I started having go I started to have to go to counseling. And of course that was hard for me and then junior high was fine. I met a lot of friends. I got to high school and I was the shy girl. I mean, I was a cheerleader, but I was also the shy shy girl that didn't really speak in front of crowds. I just kind of like sat in the back and just listened to what people had to say. And Miss Jane Andrews at one high school, she came up to me and she said, Lee, have you ever thought about doing broadcast journalism? And I said, no, ma'am, I haven't. I've just never thought about it. Um, it's just, I, I just never thought about being on fr- in front of a camera. That just terrified me. I was like, there's no way in heck that this shy girl could actually get in front of a crowd and talk or get in front of a camera and talk. And so she said, just interview with us. Like, it's going to be fine. And I said, okay. And so I interviewed and everything. I mean, I was even scared to do the interview. I was freaking out, but it was for the first time in my life. Like, it was something I wanted to do. And so I went on to it. And I actually ended up being on the team. Me and my best friend, Camille Cathy, were both on the team. And... I had no idea what broadcast, I mean, knew what broadcast was, but I didn't know how to do any of it. I didn't even know how to turn on a camera, much less up a tripod and everything. And I sure as heck had no idea how to talk in front of people. And so when I started, she was like, okay, you're going to be our anchor. And I was like, what in the world? Like, I have to talk in front of a camera. Well, as soon as I got in front of that camera, I just automatically felt at home. Like, I felt calm I felt peace like I was like okay this is where I'm supposed to be and so long story short I continued to do broadcast in high school and cheer and student council and then we every year we submitted our videos to the National Federation or the Arkansas Federation of Press Women and Arkansas Scholastic Press Association and we were getting ready to go to our state convention and Miss Andrews came up to the girls and she said, one of y'all have won, has won um, first place at the Arkansas Federation of Press Women. And I was just thinking, oh my gosh, like, yeah, that's so cool. Like, that, good job, guys. Like, whoever it is, y'all did great. And then she told us she wasn't going to tell us until we got to Fort Smith, which is where the convention was at that point. And we were sitting there, I think it was at night, I'm not really sure, and we were just sitting there, and they were showing the Press Women Awards. And then Miss Andrew, they were announcing an award, and Miss Andrew said, okay, whoever it is, it's, it, this is it. Well, I wasn't expecting anything. I was just sitting there talking to my friend Camille, you know. I was like, oh, this is, it's Emily Hirons. Like, her news story was so good. And they said Lee McFadden. And I didn't know what to think. I had won first place. It was my first state convention 
And then at that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, like I won something. I've won an award. Growing up with older brothers, it was just hard because they were these big baseball stars. My youngest brother, he played baseball as well. And it was just, I was just always caught up in them winning. I just didn't know that there was ever going to be something that I won just because I didn't play any competitive sports. So I just didn't expect it. And so then after that, I was like, oh my gosh, I won a state award. Like, this is amazing. I'm so proud, like, of myself. And at that moment, I was like, wow, like, I can do this. Well, then Miss Andrews told me that my award got to go on to nationals. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And I got the opportunity to go, but I just didn't because it was in Pennsylvania. And with school and everything, I just couldn't go. And so... Then we just kept waiting for the national results to come in. I kind of got to forgetting about it just because it was a few months until we got them back. Well, then we got them back, and Miss Andrews came up to me, and she said, Lee, you won fourth place. She said, out of all the states in, uh, in the United States of America, you won fourth place nationally. And I said, you're kidding me. I said, I was just fine with a state award, but a national award, that's more than I could have ever imagined. And so, of course, I told my mom. My mom was super proud of me. I got put in the school newspaper, fun stuff. And then at that point, um, I knew I loved broadcast, but I was still at the point where a lot of people were telling me, oh, you need a job that's going to support you, that you know for sure is going to support you. And so going into my sophomore year, I had a lot of family issues that I was just going through. And so I decided to graduate a family and purse and school issues that I was going through. So I decided to graduate high school a year early. It was just a hard decision for myself. It was hard to leave my friends and just to leave the town I grew up in. And I automatically knew that I was going to go to Arkansas State University. I just didn't really think anything about it. I told my mom, I was like, yes, I'm going to be a um, pre-nursing major. I'm just going to go to nursing school. Like, I'll just do that for my career. I feel like I'll like it. Well, I was sitting at my grandparents one time, and it was before I was going to, we started, we went to move to Jonesboro. And my mom said, Lee, you're great at broadcast. She said, I can see every time you talk about it, you absolutely love it. She said, why don't you major in broadcast journalism? And I said, are you serious? Are you kidding me? And she said, Lee, I won't live with myself if I don't let you do what your, dream, what your dream is. She said, I know your dream isn't nursing. She said, I know that you're scared about making money, but if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. And ever since I heard that saying, I have just been, anytime school gets hard, I'm like, if you... Do what you love, you never work a day in your life. And so I use that in every single aspect of my life. And I think, am I, is this a job to me or do I love it? So after I graduated high school year early, I came to Arkansas State. I rushed. I'm a Chi Omega. I am a sisterhood director for Chi Omega, and I'm on the marketing team, which is our social media team. My major is creative media production with an emphasis in sports media and a minor and strategic communications and so I just absolutely love it I love my major coming in I wanted to do sideline reporting and I am on scholarship with um, ESPN 
and I, I love it. I mean, I've gotten to see things that I love and things that I don't like, but it's honestly gotten me to the point where I'm like, okay, do I want to do this side of sports or do I want to do more advertising, recruiting, social media-based marketing? And I think I'm leading more towards the marketing side of it just because I, I love to travel. I, I really do. And I asked Corey this yesterday. I told her, I said, well, what is your motivation and get you to where you're going? And for me, I think my motivation would be my family. My mom has always been there for me. Like I said, she, <laughs> she was the first person I met. Um, when I was in foster care, I, of course, after my foster family. And so it's just, she's just someone that I want to make proud and someone that I want to be like, okay, I'm so proud of you. You did it. And I know she she's hard on me, but it's because she loves me. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful to have a parent that cares so much because I know some people don't. And it's just really... I, my whole goal is just to make her proud. I am someone who wants everyone to be happy, and this is also a flaw of mine. Like, I would rather someone else be happy than myself, and it's just, if that's not how it should be, but I also strive for approval, and I also think that's another thing that this podcast is based on. It's just that every day in our life, our social media, what we post, <laughs> what we say, we're all doing it because of someone's approval, whether it's political, whether it's, I mean, as a girl, you have to get, oh, if you get over 600 likes, you're famous. You know, it's just something that society has put on us. And the more I look at it, the more I ask myself if, I read something the other day, if the world was blind and you couldn't see anything and you couldn't see anyone's features, what they looked like, what they were wearing, what they had on, like their jewelry, anything, what they drove. If the whole world was blind, what would pe- who would people see you as? And the more I thought of it, the more I was like, oh, well, of course, like I would hope they would see me as someone who's sweet, someone who's nice, someone who's caring. But we all have those days where we aren't that person. And it's so sad that we live in a society and we live in a day that is just so caught up in the physical aspect of life that we lose who we really are on the inside and it's kind of upsetting because if we're living in this now what what are our kids going to be living in how bad can it get from here on out and it's just terrifying it's so scary but moving on to the next questions I also asked Corey this yesterday what was her dream job when she was a kid? And I said mine was a vet. Excuse me, but um, I think mine, whenever I was a kid, I had like a bunch of them. I think I wanted to be a singer at one point. I wanted to be a vet. I wanted to be a surgeon. And sometimes I just wish I was a kid again because we were so vulnerable. And like, we honestly believe that sky is the limit. And now whenever you're living in college, you're living in the real world, it's just like, I want to do the safest option. And Corey and I talked about this the other day, but you're not successful until you're uncomfortable. And I think that's another thing that I struggle with too is 
being uncomfortable terrifies me. I mean, it terrifies everyone, but it's just we have to be uncomfortable in order to be where we want to be. And especially in this industry, like Corey and I said, it's just very, it's honestly a man-made industry. And we, of course, we are living in a society where women are starting to be in it. But I knew I was taking a risk majoring in sports because I'm a woman. And honestly, I'm not big into politics. I'm not big into any of that. I believe what I believe. And I will, I won't agree with other people's opinions, but I'm not going to bring it up and put mine on them. If they believe what they believe and it makes them happy, that's it. That's that. Mine, I make, I make myself happy with what I believe. Um, and of course, like I do have opinions, but I'm just not going to be the person just to yell at you. If we bring it up in conversation, I will let you know what I believe, but I'm not going to argue with you. And I just think that we'd live in a society where it's time, it's time to, it's time for change and not saying that I want to be the head of any of the sports industry. Like, I don't think women should overpower the sports industry. I think there are people who think that I mean I I know people think that men just think that they should be the boss of boss of everything and to an extent in some categories yes I don't believe that a woman should be the head construction worker you know tearing down houses (laughs) I mean men are just built differently and women are built differently but I don't I don't think that women aren't made to be in sports I feel like sports need women and I also think that in this industry, it is so man-based just because, I mean, if you look, a lot of announcers, they are, they are retired athletes, and I mean, I understand that. I'm a nobody, honestly, but that's just what something I believe, and being in this industry, I know I'll probably get turned down by a man, or I could get turned down by a woman. I just believe that I'm in this industry for a reason, and God put me here for a reason, and so I'm going to push myself to the top. doesn't matter what I have to do to get there. I'm just excited to do it, and I believe that if a woman is supposed to be, if I'm supposed to have the job, I'm supposed to have the job. It doesn't mean, it doesn't matter if I'm a man or if I'm a woman. I'm supposed to have the job in the end if I'm supposed to, if that's my destiny. But moving on, uh, it says, what is your career path coming into college? Of course, I said earlier it was a nurse. I don't even know why I think that. I think I want to be a nurse. I honestly could not get through the courses. That is just not, oh, my goodness, that's just not me. (laughs) Oh, I couldn't even imagine. I actually, my major was nursing, and then I changed the summer before I came to school here. Uh, it says, what was your career path coming into college and af- and while you're in college now? Coming into college, I wanted to do sideline reporting, since I did a lot of that in high school. Not sideline reporting, of course, but I was on camera, a lot of on-camera talent. And coming into college, I still wanted to do that. And now I think I'm leaning more towards the advertising and marketing side of sports just because I love to travel and I feel like that'll be the best way possible that I can. And I don't know, I just see myself doing that more now and I see that more as a long-term thing more than just a short-term thing. 
And honestly, the dream job right now is to be a college recruiter for a football team or a baseball team. I grew up watching baseball because of my brothers, and I just love it. And so that is something that I kind of think I want to do. I just I just have no idea, honestly. Another question is, who do you want people to see you as besides when they, who they, what they see now? And I think I want people to see me as someone who's hardworking and who's determined. I mean, a lot of people know me as someone who doesn't sit still for a very long time, who doesn't, you know, stay in one place for a while, who doesn't just stay put. I'm always trying something new. I'm always doing something. But I want people to see me as someone who's hardworking and my biggest thing is I want to be successful in life and so of course this major makes me nervous it makes me scared it makes me wonder what the future holds and I feel like that's also another one of my problems is all I look at is the future and I don't focus on right now and I don't know it's just very difficult being in this spot especially with COVID and everything I feel like it just gets so overwhelming because all you're looking at is right now because you can't look towards the future and for me it's just really hard because all I want to look is oh I want to live in Dallas Texas I want four kids and I want to be married you know it's just very it's just very hard right now but I also think it's a learning experience for me and I think like I said earlier I will get where I'm supposed to be in God's timing and in God's plan and the one of the last questions is what does it mean for you to be where you are right now and how do you feel (laughs) for me to be where I am right now I am lucky and I am grateful but like I said I always feel like there's more I always feel like I can be more I can do more and I that's just always been my perspective on everything and I've always been the type of person to always keep doing something, to always, like I said earlier, to do something else. And I feel like a learning experience for me is just to sit and just think about where I am now and think about who I am and what I'm doing. And so one piece of advice that I would give someone that is coming into this is just if you absolutely love it, then go for it. I know it's going to scare you. I know you're going to be terrified. I'm terrified. Nothing is set in stone. Um, But in the end, I feel like, I know for me personally, I would regret if I didn't do what I'm doing right now. I would definitely regret it. And I know for a fact that I'm made to work in sports, and I know for a fact that I'm supposed to do this. And so, that is basically my story and who I am. I hope you all enjoyed it, and I hope that you do what you love, and that you're doing what you love, and I hope you will be very successful too. Thanks for listening. This podcast is presented in collaboration with the Audio Production 2 class in the School of Media and Journalism at Arkansas State University.